Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Alrighty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Friday to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Darren and Justin here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. We are the McFarlands, hence the name. Damon Keene is alongside. Already a little downtrodden, a little beaten before tomorrow's game. He piped up earlier in the week, which you think he would maybe have learned the week prior when he's like... Yeah. Tennessee. They're yeah. not going to lose to Missouri, right? Yeah. No chance of that. <laughs> and so, but no, he doubled down, I, which I, I respect doubling down. I'm a card player. Yeah. He doubled down and is like, hey, how about if Tennessee wins, I get to play Rocky Top on Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if they lose, what are you going to do? Because you don't just get a one-sided bet. Mm-hmm. If you lose, what, what are you going to do? So we have decided on he's mm-hmm. going to play. I've got Georgia on my mind, yes. Ray Charles. Yes. But the reason we're revisiting this is mm-hmm. because before the show, yes, Damon has already made the comment that he's been listening to Georgia on my mind, which indicates that he's preparing for this song being played on Monday. I mean, you heard the song before, right? Like- Yes, I've heard the song. Okay, and, uh, I thought you'd be familiar with it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's a, again, it's a good song. I was thinking about playing Midnight Train to George if it's really that. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to, you know, I Depending might should have brought that score. in. <laughs> I Depending might on the score. Change the, it depends on the score, right? Leaving. Oh, <laughs> Midnight Train to George. Another really good song. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, we said you can get Rocky Top, you know, twice, once yeah. an hour. If you want to play both Georgia depends versions. Fits on the score. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, if it's real bad, I'm playing Midnight Train to Georgia. So you're a little nervous. It's safe just to say. Just a little bit. Just you little have bit. decided today that you're a little, on the eve of this game, you're yes, a little bit nervous. Just a little bit. I'm more than nervous, but yeah. hey, you know, I'm trying to defeat. You, you, shouldn't, to, you shouldn't be nervous. Yeah, I'm just nervous on how much chicken wings I'll be able to eat because uh it, you know, my appetite <laughs> depends on how good the score is. So, you know, either way. Reaching I'm a chicken from, wing guy. Reaching but. for Maalox is what you're saying. <laughs> you're having a Maalox <laughs> moment during the Vols game. More like my phone makes sure I don't break it again. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, See, there yeah. we go. No, no. Uh, speaking of picks, we'll be making the McFarland <laughs> six-pack of picks. Don't put Tennessee Georgia. Oh, well, of course Oh, of course. It's course. You there. better believe this. Oh, God. First of all, the schedule is not great this week. College football, the schedule is not great. Light. Tennessee Georgia is the best game. And then next week, though. Yeah, well, of course. Next yeah. week will be some big ones because you get the all the no, rivalry, the rivalry games. games next week. So next week will be huge. But yeah, the picks this week. Yeah, it's a little light on the college it's side. The, it's the so weeks. I do have a twist. I'm just going to go on and let you know. Okay. That there is a twist. A twist. Yeah, because we've gonna, just called it the McFarland Six Pack of pet yeah. picks. So we didn't say you know 
football picks. We just said. I was going to say, I feel, I feel basketball coming into play, or maybe some hockey nah, coming into play. I'm just saying. All right. So, they're, they're just one because, again, the college football schedule this week is. Look at the SEC games. That is the only game. That is it is all those out of conference games, right? It's Chattanooga. Oh. It's yeah. Alabama how you, State. How do you get to play Chattanooga at the end of the year? I it's, mean, Damon, it's been going on for a long time. I mean, come on, Alabama. Really? In fact, Alabama has done this for a lot before the Auburn game. They Better have always it. scheduled an they, out of conference they, game. They play a cupcake. Could the Tennessee yep. Titans play uh, Joe Burrow's team, Cincinnati, this week? Since he's going to be gone. They already beat Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, so I don't oh, think it really matters. Then, you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we will do that at 340. By the way, we continue. To, I'm just telling you, you should listen to these picks. Although last week was not great, but no. our overall record, it's it's amazing. Justin's record, man, he, he should be a sharp. I mean, I'm just telling you. I, I mean, that many games over 500 picking against the spread? It's first time, by the way. I, I've never done this in my life. I have covered and followed sports a long time. I've never done this. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. It is impressive. So we'll do that 340. Michelle Kennedy is the boy. You talking about titles? Yeah. COO. Yeah. Get right there. I would be like sticking yes. my chest out. COO. Chief Operating sure. Officer. Of a, of a business? Yeah. Yes. Look at me. Oh, wait a minute. Let's add president, mm-hmm. alternate governor. Mm. Of the Nashville Predators. Yes. Yeah. She will join us at uh, to be in the second hour of the program. Okay. Three so, o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and we will have Gentry Estes coming up here shortly. Gentry. So we got a loaded show. All right. I mean loaded show. Let's start with last night. Okay. A- and, you know, we would have normally spent a lot more time talking about last night because we knew yesterday we talked about it. This is a big game. Big game. Ravens, Bengals. This is a big game. Big game. I'll tell you what happened to me. It was not long, just like the NFC Championship game. It turned into that same feeling. And I'm like, dang you, Joe Burrow. Because it was just like the Brock Purdy of last year, right? The minute you knew he was toast yeah, and they didn't have a quarterback, although, you know, they did have a little bit better option. uh, Bengals last night, although nobody's ever seen him, right? I mean, it's not like you, Jake Browning, you don't. I mean, I remember him in college. Remember but in it's Washington, like, sure. Yeah, I remember him. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Been a little while. And he's the backup. He's good he at Washington. Holds, he just holds a clipboard. Yeah. You know, year after year, which is fine. But and he did play a little, I guess, a little bit in week one. Uh, yeah, Joe he had Burrow, to. Joe was still having Joe the calf was, injury. Yep, was banged up. But uh, the minute, you know, and of course the pictures are, and there was the Bengals that did it. I wonder if that person's got a job today. By the way, I don't know who did it. But the you know, the Bengals arriving to Baltimore, oh, getting off the yeah. bus, and oh wait a minute, what, um, what, what, whoa, hold on, this is where the record scratches. Damon, you should DJ Damon, you should get that. I'm sure you play albums. A little record scratch, everything mm-hmm. comes to a screech, you know, to a screeching halt. Whoa, what? What's he got on his hand? Hello, what is that? Yeah, he's is he wearing a? Is that a bra- Is that a hand brace? What is that? Yeah. Of course, they deleted it. The Bengals deleted it. Well, we would come to find out he definitely had an issue with his wrist, his hand, yeah, elbow, whatever was going on. Something. I don't know what was going on. Something. But it ended up he got hurt pretty early on in the game. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, he's throwing on the sidelines. He's down on both knees. He's in pain. And he's off to the locker room. And it's like, okay, same feeling as the 49ers game. 
last year in the NFC Championship game. Great. Game mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. So we went from the anticipation of a great game yeah. to, yep, game over. Cincinnati ain't beating Baltimore in Baltimore with no Joe Burrow. No. No disrespect to Jake Browning, but here it goes. You ain't winning that game with Jake Browning. No, probably not. And they did. Here's what happened to me in that game. I was watching the game, but I was also getting ready for work. And then you fell asleep. Tomorrow. No, no, this not not in this case. No, that, that happens quite a bit, but not in this case. I was getting ready for work. Uh, for for Fox. In what the does morning. that mean? Like you warming up the vocals? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I was trying to pick out. La, 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 no, 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 not quite. Justin McFarland, Fox Seventeen. Good morning, everybody. Um, no, that's not was, what you were doing. That's not what I was doing. In front no. of the mirror. No, no, I don't need to do that anymore. I did that years ago, but no need now. Uh, I think we've got it together. Scotch in my belly. I love scotch. So no, <laughs> no. That was a line in the movie. See, I know. I, I I picked that up. Um, I wasn't sure because we've had. That, I know. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I did see that one. Well, know, it was because so, yeah. it's about TV. Probably, I've seen that one. <laughs> you know, that's kind of a requirement to get in the building at this. Is point. that right? I think so. Every TV personality has, has to watch to watch Anchorman, Anchorman a few times. Okay. So, um, what it really meant was I'm picking out shirt tie combinations here um, because you wear this thing every day and you know you get on television and, you know, and, and so, so you're, you're picking out you know okay what am I wearing what am I wearing here how's this look what is this going on so I'm, I got the game on but I am you know watching for big play you know at Darren at this point we've watched literally thousands of football games you can have the football game on and still pick up on key moments without being squared glued in to glued to sure. it every single second of it so I've got it on. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. I'm doing things. I step out of the room. I'm gone for about 10 minutes. I come back in the room, and I'm watching the game like I was before. Like, I'm glancing up, and I see a number six. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been up a while. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Did Joe, I, Joe change the number? Maybe. No, no number? what I thought was, I don't see the number six. That must be the number nine. And I'm just yeah, you're just out of sorts. I'm just out of sorts. It's ready for you're clearly. Ready for bed. That's the number nine up there, <laughs> not the number around. six. And you know, I saw the B for you know Burrow, <laughs> and it's brown. But I saw the B, and I was like, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be Joe Burrow. And something's there's an equipment issue, or I can't see, or this is some kind of NFL gimmick or something because I don't understand. And lo and behold, I I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then when he dropped back to pass is when I really saw. I was like, oh. Oh, you could tell the difference? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, that's oh, we not. Have a, we have an issue. It's not. Houston, we got a problem. It's not Joe Burrow. Okay. Well, what's what's going on here? And then you start figuring it out. It did come out officially uh, about uh, 30 minutes before we came on that he is officially out for the season. Joe Burrow is uh, with the uh, ligament tear in his wrist. Uh, all the officials have got it, you know, Schefter, Ian Rappaport. That game came at a cost. Uh, Baltimore, and by the way, is that I have not looked. There's been speculation and hints that Mark Andrews, and I know Harbaugh is the one who really did that, that he may be done for the year. Is that, is, have you seen anything? I've that's not official? seen that. I've not seen that. Okay, because Mark Andrews went down there, big stud tight end, who's on my fantasy team, went down uh, very early in the game with an ankle injury uh, after that catch when I wanted him to get in the end zone. Yeah. Um, and I think Harbaugh, after the game, kind of hinted that this could cost him the season as well. So I haven't seen if that's been made official, but there's been plenty of hinting 
that Mark Andrews may be done for the year for the Ravens. So, so real quick before we get to break, I know we got to get to Estes here, our Gentry, excuse me, Gentry. Um, Ian Rappaport, literally one minute ago, Darren, one minute ago, uh, quarterback Joe Burrow says that the device he was wearing off the plane was a compression sleeve, not a brace for an injury. Okay, didn't look like a compression sleeve. That's he. He's saying I've seen compression sleeves didn't look like one. He's claiming it's a compression sleeve. Okay, so there. Sure, but he's but he's hurt. He is, and hurt. now he's out for the year. Yes, he is. And so, did two teams in that division just watch their season this week go bye bye? No, you don't think so? No. Not if Andrew. Listen, no, no, no. Mark, I'm not talking about Baltimore. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Who's I'm talking about Cleveland. Oh, and Cincinnati. Oh, 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 oh. That's Both of them mean. just lost their quarterbacks for the season. Yeah, no, nah, they, they, they're done. Yeah, they're done. What it feels like. They're done. Even though they both have good defenses, yeah. Cleveland's got the much better defense. But the problem are you is going to be able to do? The problem it? is their neighborhood. Yeah. It's not about them. No. It's their neighborhood. You got Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Did you see Cincinnati's remaining schedule? No, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. No, yeah, they're they're done. Okay. They're done. All right, we'll come back. Gentry Estes, he's not done. He will join us next. We'll talk to him here as you listen to the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's from me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won! Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much 
By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we are in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or DK Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown Seattle, DK Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Rolling along on this Friday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day. 615-844-5600. We are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here with you live in the Strikers Bear Family Fund Center studio. Michelle Kennedy, who is the Predators president, alternate governor, COO. She's got lots of titles for the Nashville Predators. She will join us to begin the second hour of the program. Let's say hello to Gentry Estes, who is the fine columnist for the Tennessean. I don't believe he's in an airport this go around, and he now joins us. Although I don't know, maybe he's going to Jackson. Are you going to Jacksonville? <laughs> not, uh, not today. I'm uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say that I'm not standing at a gate in the air. I felt bad about that. Last oh, you time. shouldn't. I, that was. It, it's one of those where you just expect they're going to be a little. Of course, because they always are, and they were actually a little ahead. Right. I mean that that is a sign, right? If you're actually getting called early, you run to that plane <laughs> that just never happens. Cause you're right. You should, you should have felt that way. You should have felt like they were going to be delayed or behind cause they always are. So good for you. Uh, I want to, before we get into the Titans gentry, I do want to ask you just your thoughts on your, you know, you're sitting down, you, the, the stuff with Clark Lee, I, I just, I, because we did talk about it on the show and I just want to know your impressions of Clark Lee over at Vanderbilt. Just in general? Well, just uh, what was your, that experience like? What what did you take from all of that? Uh, the season or what Kansas yeah. Lee said? Or? Yeah, yes. Just everything encompassing because you you know, you've spent some time, you're right riding on Vanderbilt. Like oh, overall, like what what do you think of year three for Clark Lee? Yeah, I mean I, I think it's I mean, I think it's been disappointing. I, I think they would say that. I think that the program itself expected a lot more coming into this season. I think the trajectory after year two was, was clearly pointing up. And going into this season, there was reason to believe that they would be able to, you know, at least extend that momentum and, and push to, uh, to to make a bowl game. That was clearly the goal. It was a stated goal among the program. And they've fallen pretty far short of that. It just felt like... You know, losing maybe that UNLV game the way it went just completely took the air out of their sails, and they just they've not been able to to get it back. I think it's been a disappointing season. Um, you know, I like I like Clark. Uh, I've liked the job he's done there. 
Uh, I understand a lot of what he's trying to do there, and I think it's been been good for the program. But this is the first time since he got there that you really look at it and you say, okay, they've underachieved. You know, I felt like, again, the trajectory had been going up until this season, and, you know, they're going to have to regroup a little bit. There's going to probably, yeah, I, I would imagine there'll be, be some changes in, in a little bit to, to the approach and how they do things moving forward because it, uh, it just didn't go this year. That was a very poorly worded question by me, and so I get the F. Um, I was a failure on my part on the question. <laughs> Look, you have not been well, here. I just I, wanted to make sure. Yeah, no. I mean, I know because uh, our beat writer, Aria Gersa, reported, you know, she she sat down with Candace Lee this week, and, and, you know, Candace said that she expects Clark to be back as coach this year, so I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if you were asking Yeah, that. no, mm-hmm. and I did see that. Uh, I was really – why I, I should have worded it much, much better – Justin and I have been here for a, a lot longer, obviously, in this market. We've been here for a long time, and you have not been here. And so I was really wanting to get your perspective because we've kind of lived all this. And so we've talked about it like Clark Lee is doing, in our opinion, what everybody who's come through Vanderbilt goes through in year three as the football coach. It's the, oh, crap, you know, oh, this is this is not going to get turned around. This is not going the way I thought it was going to go. This is much harder than I thought it was going to be. It's different, though, Darren, because this time, this guy actually, actually knows knew the yeah. lay of the land. Yeah, so it's a yeah. little different this time. Right. He actually knew the lay of the land, uh, considering, you know, played here. Uh, you know, his, his dad is a doctor. I mean, he knew the lay of the land, and now, you know, he's like, I'm going to be the one to change this. And it's like he woke up. That you know, at some point this year, and was like, "Oh crap, we're not going to win another game, and this is going the wrong way." And I've got players leaving the program. I've got recruits decommitting, and oh crap, what am I going to do this off season? I'm just yeah, saying I we've mean, seen it before. It's the it's the margin for error, right? I mean, it's just so thin. It's, yeah, super you know, thin. And so if you're if you're having a down year, or things are not going the way you want then it can get away from you real quick. I, I think, you know, I certainly, toward the end of Derek Mason's time there, I think it was it was similar in that, um, you know, this this is what it looks like when Vanderbilt isn't all systems go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're <laughs> and, right. And I felt like in, in year two that they caught some breaks and, you know, beating Kentucky and Florida late in the year the way they did. I, at the time, it felt huge for that program just to, to get some buy-in to, to what they're trying to do there. Um where they're at now in terms of that, I don't know. It just felt like all year they they just weren't as good as they should have been in a few in 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 a lot of ways. But most notably, the offensive line was supposed to be a lot better. There was a lot more experience there. You know, it was supposed to be better on both lines of scrimmage, and it just felt like they they made a lot of you know this was a mistake prone team. You know, they would do things that Vanderbilt can't do and go beat a team that has more talent than they do. It's just a very very difficult job. I mean, James Franklin won nine games the second year, and he had his agent working the phones hard to get him out of here and get a bigger, bigger job because he knew he couldn't sustain it. That's the hardest part. That's what nobody can do. They just can't keep doing it, right? And like you said, the margin of error, like last year, think about the things that were. It was all going the right direction. This year, they're they're one of the worst teams in the country. Like not only is it not it's going the wrong direction, they're one of the worst teams in the country. That's how quick it can turn at that job. So anyway, I just wanted to get your thoughts again. That was on me. That was a poor question. I should have I should have asked it better. 
Um, the Titans. What have been your? What's your take now as we're past the midway point of where this is with Mike Vrabel and where it's been the last sixteen games dating back to last year, where they've only won three of them. And not very good. No, our, our our conversations. I mean, the teams around here these days. It's it's not. No, it's not. not. Times. I with the Titans. I mean it. I think the issue that you would have here is as you look at them, with the exception, and a notable exception, of Will Levis stepping in this season, God, there's just nothing to be excited about with this team. And there, there's just no reason to look at them and really think that they're getting better. Um, you know, that loss in Tampa, to me, was a bad one in that it, you know, they've had some bad losses earlier this year, but I, I, that one stood out to me as a game that was winnable. Uh, the Bucks are a very beatable team, and it wasn't just that the Titans lost that game. It's that they were, were never really seriously in that game. You don't score a touchdown. You kind of get, get whipped up front. And I, I that was the kind of game that if you're going to do anything serious the rest of the way, you go you go win that one. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if they go to Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars, you know, it's a totally different conversation next week. That how it works, that's how it works in the NFL. But at some point, they're going to have to do some do some things to get this turn and, and get this going because right now it's, it's clearly headed the wrong direction. I'm going to ask you a question that you cannot answer, okay? So I, I, I want you to know that I acknowledge that up front. But I'm, I've been asking all of our beat writer friends who've come on the show the exact same question, and they can't answer it either, and I know you can't. But let's, let's go anyway. When did Will Levis get this good when did he get qb1 good because we did not see him from the first preseason game until the atlanta game and there's no way in the world that he woke up the morning of the atlanta game and just became four touchdowns no interceptions good so at some point along the line he rose up to become the best option on the front on the roster and it happened during practice or film session or things that we do not get to see so in, in your mind when did will levis achieve this status where he is the best option at quarterback for the titans i mean i think a lot of it you're, you're not going to know until until you see him out there in the game and i think that position probably more than any other maybe in all of sports um until you actually see it in the game you you don't know but um you know, I'm not going to say that this came totally out of nowhere. I mean, there was a time you asked people like Mel Kuyper before the draft last year. I mean, yeah, Levis is one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. And, and, you know, again, it's early. It's only been three games. But I feel as though when a player gets in the NFL sometimes, there's a, you know, there's a temptation among some of the media to kind of forget anything that happened before that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just to just focus on the NFL. But Will Levis played in Kentucky. He played in the SEC. Um, he played behind a bad offensive line in the SEC, and he played in, a, in, a, in an offense that I think prepared him for what he was going to see here. And I think you've seen all that maybe help him a little. Certainly the offensive system stuff, but the guy's used to dealing with pressure and a bad offensive line. And, you know, they talked about you don't want to ruin him with, with the bad protection that, uh, that they have with the Titans. But the thing is, I've thought all along, if that was going to ruin him, it already would have. His protection at Kentucky was awful. Their offense, his, his second year, was, was terrible, and it was mostly because of the bad offensive line. He did get hurt. He played hurt. 
But I do think some of that stuff has, has helped him as he's come into the NFL. Plus, he's got a good mentality for it. He, he's never really seemed like a rookie. He's got a lot of confidence to him. He, he, I think he, that has helped get a lot of the teammates to believe in what he can do very quickly, a lot quicker than, than, you, than most players would experience. And, you know, he's played well. He stepped in there and he, he took the advantage of his opportunity. But we always knew the arm was there. Um, you know, we always knew this guy was going to be a hard worker. He was going to be prepared. He was going to kind of know what he's doing out there. But until you actually see him do it, it's hard to know. And, and, and in his case, we didn't really get much of a chance to see anything in the preseason because he missed his last couple of games. We looked up a, a stat yesterday, and when I actually saw it, it's hard for me to even believe it, but the Titans are dead last or tied for dead last in the NFL for takeaways. Seven takeaways all year for this Tennessee Titans football team in nine games. And I know they're trying, and 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 the defense coordinator made the uh, comment that, you know, well, we're, we're working on it. Is it lack of playmakers? Is it just... Why can't think, they get this going? Of, I think it's lack of a pass rush. Lack of well, that that'll do it too. I think it's lack of the ability to impose your will on the on the on on the offense, and and then when they've been good at this in the past, it's it's been when you know and most teams are this way when the pass rush is able to force the quarterback into making mistakes. If you mm-hmm. look at some of the takeaways they do have, you know, Desmond Ritter fumbled on a situation. I mean, you you just haven't seen that with this team. You're kind of used to games where. You know, there there have been some games where they really showed up well in this, mm-hmm. uh, most notably that Falcons game. But there have been some other games where you you look at the stats at the end and the other team has four or five times as many quarterback hits as, as the Titans do. And, mm. and that, that speaks to, yes, the Titans' own struggles on the offensive line, but they were supposed to be a lot better at the pass rush. This is supposed to be a strength of this team. Mm-hmm. And for the, for a large part of the season, it it just hasn't been. We we saw flashes early from Arden Key. Haven't seen as much since. Yeah. Harold Landry has not produced to, certainly to the 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 level you would expect from somebody who's making what yeah. he's making. Yeah. Um. You know, and you could make a case that Jeffrey Simmons. You know, after his his uh, the, the deal, I, I think Simmons has played played pretty dang well still. But but the contract he got this last offseason makes him a target just because for criticism because of how much he's making. They're spending a lot of money on that unit, and they're not producing at a level to to truly impact games and also to cover for an offense that needs that, those short fields. They need that help, and, and you're not seeing it. So last but not least for me, I've been a, a, you know, a, a paid journalist for 25 years. Uh, I've covered the Titans for eight years, not under you know this current uh, administration with head coach. But I've been in the press room with Jeff Fisher literally dozens and dozens and dozens of times through dozens and dozens of press conferences. How do you approach Mike Vrabel as journalist? Like, how do you get your head around? Because I understand, and listen... If anybody understands the dynamics of the room, the two people on this microphone fully understand. You got this one guy here who's going to go this route, and we're not going to call names. We're going to be nice today. But we have this one guy over here who's going to go this route and perhaps push the coach in this direction. Then we have another person here who's going to ask another set of questions, um, and they're going to push you know, for this particular angle out of coach. And he... You know, is not in the mood to really entertain us today. He is, you know, doing the the Mike Vrabel thing. Um, we had one caller who says, you know, he's he hands you a fork to eat soup, essentially. Um, so, so how do you approach Mike Vrabel 
when you know you got to get a quote out of this man, you got to get something usable, you're working on something, how do you approach him? Hmm. Well, I, I don't approach it as I've got to get a quote out of this man. There are questions I want to know, and, and I'll ask him and see what he says. Rabel, I, I, I think, yeah, he can be prickly sometimes with the media, but I feel like he's... Um, if you if you usually ask a good question, uh, you'll 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 oftentimes get a thoughtful answer. You may not get a revealing answer. There are certain there's certain things he he won't want to give away. Most off usually from the standpoint of not wanting the opponent to know or you know somebody else to competitive disadvantage kind of thing. It's not like you, that, that's not unlike most coaches out there. But I tell you something about me, guys. I, I covered Nick Saban for three years at Alabama. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so I, I will say, from the standpoint of you know learning you know how learning how to approach a coach at a press conference, that was a uh, that was certainly a that could be difficult for you if you didn't if you didn't ask the right question or if you didn't you know be thoughtful in what you were trying to do. So you I ever slap your knee, Gentry? That. You ever slap your knee? Say what? Saban ever slap your knee? He slapped your knee. Yeah, yeah. After a question uh, I asked know, him. Yeah, he slapped mine. Here's the interesting thing about Nick Saban. I get asked a lot about the – I was there the first three years, so they weren't very good. Uh, I'm talking about when he was <laughs> oh, in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I covered those first three teams. And so they weren't very good that first year. But, um, you know, he responded a certain way. But the thing is, when, when Saban raises his voice, I've never seen a coach who's any better at knowing how to use the media to get his message out. Yeah. Uh, to fans, players, you know, all around that state. What Nick Saban would understand is if he raised his voice and, you know, pounded that podium and, you know, came up with a a memorable phrasing like rat poison or things like that, whatever he said was going to make it around that entire state and probably nationally. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's he would do it in a way that was entertaining and got attention, and it was never about trying to show up the media person it was always about trying to get a message out to his own players his own fans his own university and i at, at one time or another have you know got to realize that about about nick saban and he would um yeah you know, there were a couple of times he would kind of call you back and i'm going to say you know, after after one of these press conferences and, and, and you know it, it was it was kind of understood that that was that was what he was trying to do. He was trying to get a message out. He wasn't trying to yell at a, at a media person. I think that gets misconstrued sometimes. Yeah. I respect coaches who do that, by the way. You know, pull, pull somebody aside. To, just tell them, you know, that you'll get a lot more respect that way. At least mm-hmm. that's been my dealings. I don't know how you feel about mm-hmm. it. Gentry, appreciate it. So we got a crazy schedule. So you got the Predators at home against the Blackhawks tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You've got Tennessee hosting Georgia at two thirty hour time in Knoxville, and then of course you have the Titans down in Jacksonville. So what what's your what's your schedule this weekend? What do you what do you what do you, what do you cover? I, I'll be in Knoxville. I'm going to be at the Tennessee Georgia game. Okay, okay, nice. Any chance? Any chance for upset? Any chance? Any chance for UT? Yeah, upset? No. You know that's one of those. I've talked to some some friends who who cover both teams this week, and that's one of those games that instinctively you kind of feel like Tennessee has a shot being at home. Georgia's coming off this huge win over Ole Miss. They're due. 
you know, you kind of watch Georgia all year, and you just feel like they've got a loss in them. And maybe they're due a poor performance. You've got Tennessee at home. But when you really look at the matchup and you look at how these two teams compare, it's really difficult to come up with a reason to think Tennessee can win this. Yep, well said. Uh, I Literally, that was... It's like Gentry heard our conversation before the show. Yeah, well said. Gentry, appreciate the visit. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun at that game, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, you bet. Take care, guys. Outstanding stuff. Gentry Estes, columnist for the Tennessee. And we're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. You are listening to The McFarland Show. Nashville Sports Radio. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615 259 I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you, so no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family, or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 how about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong steroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, sky scan forecast. Today we'll have cloudy skies with showers likely high around 70. A couple of showers this evening, gradual clearing later tonight, low 40. 
Sunny Saturday, high 60. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Michigan has fired linebackers coach Chris Partridge. Makes no sense. Apparently, according to what I've been reading, Mm -hmm. it says that uh, he was not exactly cooperating. His lack of cooperation with the NCAA investigation. I read something else on ESPN that said it was unrelated to the investigation. It says it right here. A source told ESPN that Partridge's firing stemmed from his lack of cooperation with the NCAA investigation. All right. I mean, okay. So, I mean, why else would you fire the linebackers coach with two games left in the regular season? I mean, I, and that's yeah. and it's not a regular uh, that that is a firing. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, it's the very random, coach, right? Yeah, it's like that's the bullpen coach. Yeah, that's not a statement, baseball. you know, type of firing. You know, well, that'll fix it. Like, yeah. oh wow, you fired the bullpen coach, boy. You guys mean business now. Yeah, I, I, the guy who warms up the pitcher. Wow, yeah, I, I don't awesome. Six one five eight four four. 5,600. Let's start things off with Tony. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Let's all have a good weekend. Let's do it. Uh, I told you I was going to call y'all back today and you talk did. to you a little bit about this program I watched and uh, the statistics that they had. It was done by Dr. David Ridgepath from Ohio University, and he's the director of their uh, – Sports marketing and or he's a professor in sports administration and marketing, and they did a lengthy study, and uh, from two thousand and eight to twenty uh, twenty one, Alabama spent eighteen million on recruiting, winning six national championships. Ohio State spent eight million, winning one. However, now that's a start. In 2022, the NCAA lifted the ban on the five maximum of five visits per recruit and made it unlimited for recruits. Uh, 33 of your top 100 recruits this past year took 800 visits. Let that sink in. 33 top recruits in America, high coming out of high school, took 800 visits to different schools and all. And when you hear these numbers like that, guys, and you talk, y'all have been talking Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and the other schools, how can they keep up with this? That's 24 visits a kid. Yeah. That's a lot of visits. Yeah. It's, it's just, because there's, it's unlimited visits. Well, okay, so all right. I and, mean, somebody and, go give me a free mean, trip. Just, I'd go too. Oh, I understand that, right? I mean, I mean, at eighteen years old, you go. Sure, go. absolutely. You, you're going to go, and it's just uh, and the stories we've been told what do they do that. on those trips. Yeah, eighteen years old. Well, let yeah. me tell you. Mm. Let me go a little further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the University of Georgia 
in twenty twenty two spent two hundred and four thousand dollars at a place called Five Bar in Athens. Yeah. yeah. Well do you <laughs> remember Do you remember they Louisville forty one thousand on Chick fil A. Do you remember Louisville basketball? Uh, you know what they were doing oh, for yeah. recruits? So yeah, I'd take visits too if I were eighteen. Just saying. And then you've got Rutgers. <laughs> they spent nine thousand mm. on birthday cards. <laughs> I mean, you just wonder where this program, all these programs, and it's those saying the rich is going to get richer, the gap is getting wider. Uh, I don't know schools. I threw you know Mississippi State, uh, Vanderbilt. I don't know. We know there's a ton of money in Kentucky and South Carolina, but can those schools, Darren and Justin, the middle of the pack, keep up with the upper echelon in the SEC? And then you've got Texas, as I said yesterday, spent 250000 on a weekend to get the Manning kid in. Can, can these other schools, is, is it going to get uglier with the – Within the conference, or do you think somehow or another the gap closes up? What Tony, you think? thank you for the call as always. You have a great weekend. Appreciate it. This is an interesting conversation. Because here's the deal, Justin. Mm-hmm. One, come on. Okay. If this is what it is, this is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I mean, so, so if you're rich and you have money, then you, you can do whatever you want. And there's no rules, and that's what's happening at some point. But this is, becomes really laughable. It's hard for me to even say with a straight face without laughing because it's the NCAA and they have no teeth and they just have gums and they sleep all day until you start beating down their door and you tell them to get up and get off there, you know what, and do something. The NCAA is an ashtray on a motorcycle. The NCAA, Justin, is tits on a bull, okay? They're useless. They just are. They don't have any common sense. They're running the whole thing and they're as dumb as dumb gets. So I'm asking an entity that I just said that about Mm -hmm. that is the equivalent of an ashtray on a motorcycle that they're going to have to figure out some way. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one. Some way (laughs) to regulate somehow. Like, I don't know if it's a cap, a ceiling. I, I don't know the spending because... The answer to Tony's question is, well, of course it's going to be the haves and the have-nots. It's already there. I mean, well, of course it is. But here's the problem. So you're going to cap that, but you're going to let a coach get paid $76 million to go away because they sucked at their job because they weren't good enough, but you don't cap that? So they're allowed to get paid $76 million to fail but you're not going to cap that. But you're going to cap what you can spend on the student athletes, the ones who are the product. Really? Wow. How does that make any sense? I don't know if they're going to cap it. But I will say this. Tony asked a key question. Is this going to continue to happen? Is the the divide between the haves and have-nots uh, going to continue? Uh, the answer, Tony, is yes. Yes, it will because you've introduced two big-time programs into the conference. You didn't bring in Central Florida and, you know, Valdosta State. You brought in Oklahoma and Texas, 
who are both the two most popular, largest, most recognizable brands in their conference, and you've brought them over to the SEC. In their states. In their states. You brought them over to the SEC. So the answer is yes. Tony and everybody else listening, and, and I mean this, I hope that it breaks because that's the only way to fix it. What do you mean it breaks? What I mean is, what I mean is at a certain point, the money has to become so imbalanced that you have three to four Vanderbilts, not one. Justin. Yeah. There is a story out there. That Arizona yeah. has somehow yeah. their accounting department or however that works yeah. has misappropriated two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Two two hundred and fifty million dollars of a whoopsie. We we don't have that. We are we thought we did, but you know, we started doing the numbers. We don't have two hundred and fifty million dollars so we gotta hmm, we gotta get rid of some stuff we gotta get rid of some sports and people gotta go away and yeah scholarships yeah. and athletes yeah. and boy we we've made a mess it, it's it's going to have to get to the point to where one of two things happen and we gotta go to break either some people are gonna have to go to jail for stealing public money by, by the way if that that's just, I have no knowledge. Like, does, I mean, when you read that, the first thing I thought of was, sure. who's stealing at Arizona? Either some people are going to have to go to jail. Right, that's what I'm saying. I agree stealing with money. Yeah. Or, or what's going to have to happen is the programs deteriorate to the point to where they're no longer competitive. And then, and my point is, it makes no sense. It's okay to have one Vanderbilt who doesn't win any conference games for a couple of years. What if you had four? Vanderbilt's who didn't win any conference games or one or two conference games. You think that might get some people's attention? And then they may force realignment because, Darren, I'm telling you, and I've, I've felt this way a long time, and I know they're trying to bring in the playoffs so maybe things become more more competitive. But the way college football has done business for a long time has made zero sense to me because only mm, 20 to 30 teams can actually win the national championship uh, every being, year. You're being nice with yeah. those numbers. Yeah. Only about, okay, in generality. So that means the rest of them can't win the national championship. So what are we doing out here then? Yeah. All right, uh, Eric, I promise we'll get to you before we wrap up hour number one. We'll do that next. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 
100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 649 0142 Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and the station. It's the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad sign. You can only dodge that for so long. When you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing, Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. It's just the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. 615-844-5600. Back to the phones. Eric, what's up? Hey, guys, you know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering what is going to be the over and under in tomorrow's game and get Georgia against Tennessee of how many shots we see of Dolly Parton in the ground. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, that's a high number. They can find her. That's a high yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of people are hoping and praying that she brings luck to the balls as Taylor Swift is about to the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I just had to throw that out there, guys. Mm. And also, congratulations to the Titans. I guess they're going to still be known as Nissan Stadium going forward with that uh announcement they made this yeah. morning. Yeah, Guys, one quick thing about last night's game, and then I'm going to get to the other uh, games uh, this weekend. Got guys. about 90 seconds, Eric. Okay, 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 real quick. Uh, guys, one of the things I think that's so hilarious, a lot of people are upset about Joe Burrow not reporting the injury or whatever, or the tip Bengals because of his hands and the split and everything. And to me, all that is is betting purposes. They don't care about his injury for, for 100%. his health all yep. type of stuff. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's for best purposes. Yes. A lot of people were real upset about yep. that. As far as this weekend's games, there's really guys other than that one last night, really two good matchups. Pittsburgh against Cleveland and then mm-hmm. the Monday night game, yep. Philadelphia against Kansas City. 
the rest of the games are either downright terrible or just mediocre. There's yep. really not mm-hmm. a lot of quality matchups. It has to do with the interest of the quarterbacks, the buys, and just all this stuff. And people want to flex out games. It's just impossible to do that because right now it's just who can be the healthiest and just not a lot of quality matchups, and that's unfortunate. Guys, y'all take care, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Uh, well done. Very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Eric's what Eric's saying is true because, again, we talked about it earlier in the show. I had to come up with six games for the McFarland six-pack of picks, and it was hard. Mm. It was hard to come up with six games yeah. because there's just not real attractive matchups. There's just not. But, you know, well, that happens. Like you said, next weekend it'll be great. You don't know. The NFL is tricky like this. You don't know which games are going to be great games. There could be three to four gyms on Sunday. We just don't know because the competitive balance in the NFL is typically very close. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. Good participation as always. We'll come back, start the second hour. Michelle Kennedy, she is a big cheese with the Preds, Justin. Big cheese. Lots of titles, very important. We will talk to her to kick off the second hour. We'll do that next. 560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville, 107.9 FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. Prosecutors in Ventura County, California, detailed the charges filed against suspect Loe Alnaji in the death of Paul Keller, a 69-year-old Jewish man at dueling protests over the Israel-Hamas war. District Attorney Eric Nasarenko says the involuntary manslaughter and battery charges stem from an altercation between the men. Accompanying each of these felony counts is a special allegation that in the commission of those crimes, the defendant personally inflicted great bodily injury upon Paul Kessler. Israel has agreed to allow two trucks of fuel each day into Gaza, earmarked by the U.N. to power Gaza's water and sewage systems. Israeli forces are still carrying out operations at the Al-Shifa medical complex. They say they found two dead hostages in the area. President Biden closes out the APEC summit in San Francisco. Earlier, the president signed the continuing resolution passed by Congress this week to avert a government shutdown. This is ABC News. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. 
Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Why do you that? Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show rolling along. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody's having a great day so far. Darren and Justin here with you. We are the McFarlands. Damon Keene is alongside. We will have the McFarland six-pack of picks coming up at about 340. You want to listen to that. They're free, mm-hmm. and we give out good picks. And I'm just saying, and we have a little bit of a twist. Because of our next guest, we're throwing a little bit of hockey flavor in our six-pack of picks. So, Justin, channel your hockey. Okay. Put on your hockey okay. hat Okay. for like 40 minutes from now. Joe Burrow is out for the season. Michigan has fired their linebackers coach, and we'll keep tabs on Mark Andrews. We'll see if his season has been lost as well. I said it right before the end of the last hour. We're going to, to talk to somebody who is a big cheese with the Predators. She is the COO. She is the president she is the alternate governor. I don't even know what the hell that means, but it's 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 intimidating. I'll just tell you that. She is Michelle Kennedy. Michelle, how are we doing? I'm doing well, Darren. You're talking about me being the big cheese. I don't have a radio show with my name attached to it. I think I think you've misidentified the big cheese in this Because you don't have time, ma'am. I was going to say, you are you don't way too important that's for a why. radio show. <laughs> <laughs> they put people like me on radio. See, you're important. So, you, you, you know what? Like Justin said, you got bigger things to do. Well, I appreciate you having me on this afternoon. It's always great to talk to you. Well, we appreciate you doing this. In all seriousness, what is alternate governor? You're smart. Can (laughs) you tell us what that means? The Board of Governors is the governance body that is, um, it's usually, there's a representative from each team. Usually the governor is an owner, and then there are alternate governors to go to those Board of Governors meetings if, um, if the governor cannot make it. And so there are three or four of us who are alternate governors, Sean Henry, Barry Trotz, myself, and so we are, uh, we're sort of the backups. We're the, we're, we're the second line if the first line can't, can't act. 
<laughs> okay, nice. nice no, little hockey it has nothing there. to do with legislation in Tennessee. <laughs> um, I, I, I have no insight on the next legislative agenda. It's, uh, it is a, it's, a, it's a National Hockey League distinction. So how have things been going? By the way, I ran into to Justin. I ran into Michelle when I was leaving day night one of the draft okay. at Bridgestone Arena, which was an awesome night. And little did I know, I mean, she we sat there and talked on the streets uh, on you know, what were we on? We weren't on Broadway. Demumbrian. We were on Demumbrian. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and you know, she could have like told me like she was going to get all these extra titles and was about to, <laughs> but she did. She we sat there and had a great conversation, and then like a week or two later, it was like, well, dang, Michelle could have given me a nugget, and I didn't find out she was going to be even a bigger cheese than she already was. <laughs> I'm sorry for that oversight, Darren. I hope that you'll find it in your heart to forgive me. <laughs> so, how, mm. how has everything been so far? Uh, it's been great. You know, it's been a it, it's been competitively. Our record isn't what we would have chosen if we could choose it this far in. But you know what? That we went into the season knowing that would be the case. You know, we made a lot of changes in the off season. New coach, new GM, new players, new. And uh, you know, I think what we have is a great locker room and a good brand of hockey. And I hope that when it's time to uh, w- that we're going to peak at the right time. It's a fun brand of hockey to watch. Um, things are are great here. You know, David Poyle is a, is uh, we're going to celebrate his retirement next week. He pops in from time to time. He's advising various uh, various of us on various things. Barry has fit in very well. It feels just right. I mean, you know, he he's come home, and um, I think the 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 future is really really exciting, and uh, I, I feel like we're we're in a really good place. Uh, by the way, they'll be at the city city winery uh, next Tuesday. It'll be a fabulous luncheon, all in David Poyle's honor, and it's of course well deserved. So that'll be a fun, fun day for sure. This this is more about this is more than just a hockey club, Michelle, as you know, because the mm-hmm. building and I know you've got people in place, and David Kells does a wonderful job, and he wins awards all the time, and but that that building I feel like is always got something going on and for somebody who's been in this town a long time that was not always the case but just to have like between navigating between these amazing concerts and monster trucks and 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 you know a hockey schedule and everything that goes in you know involved with that building what is it like you know with the constant uh you're talking about running a business i mean that's a big big business yeah, there's never a dull moment. You know what? We we truly want to be we want to be an entertainment alternative for everyone. We want to have ev- something for everyone, and we also want to be the a very meaningful part of our community. So yes, this building is absolutely slammed with activity almost every night, and um, it's fun. It's fun to see the different. Uh, demographics come in. You know, last night was an R&B show. Tonight is a comedy show. Tomorrow is a hockey game. Sunday is Scott Hamilton's skating uh, and musical event that benefits cancer research. So, I mean, every night is different. And, um, you know, it keeps us fresh. It keeps us alert. It keeps us on our toes that, uh, that there's something different going on here all the time. And then also, you know, the community activation that we do, I mean, that is a huge, huge part of what we do. Of course, bringing people through the front doors of Bridgestone Arena is great, but us getting out in the community is just as important to us. So, you know, I've been here for 15 years, and um, it just it doesn't get stale. It is something that is 
really, really professionally enriching, but it's also personally so fulfilling. Tomorrow, the the highlight of the 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 game, well, the highlight of the game hopefully will be a win. But around the game is the, the game's built around hockey for cancer. The hockey fights for cancer. We have a great partnership with Vanderbilt. We do it twice a year, um, and and we'll do so many things that are meaningful and emotional. And so hopefully we get two points and we raise a whole lot of money for for a great cause tomorrow. So it's all of that all the time that keeps us energetic. It keeps me engaged, and, and it just makes me look forward to to what lies ahead. Michelle Kennedy on the line with us. You just heard her say. Justin, been with the organization for a long time, 15 years. 15 years. I, I knew it was a long time. I didn't realize it was 15 years. And I'm we, old, Darren. No, you're not. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I We've had a lot of conversations, Michelle, but I don't think I've ever heard you tell me or I've ever heard you say in an interview or anything, like, how did you? How did this path start for you? How did you know? Did you know that this is what you wanted? Did it just turn into what you wanted? Like, how did all this this journey for you with the Predators, how did that begin? Yeah, look at us. I'll give you a, a Cliff's Notes version of the story. I, I was a college student athlete at Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. during that time, I sort of I was, I was intrigued by the business. And so I thought to myself, you know what, I think a, a, a career in this business in some shape, form, or fashion would be intriguing to me. Um, and so... But I also could discern at that time that maybe the best way to go out and learn about business in general would be to go work in the um, just in the corporate world for a while. So I worked for KPMG um, as an auditor. I audited financial statements for about five years, and I saw good business practices, bad business practices. And then at the time that I was ready to jump into this industry, it just so happened that the person who was the business manager at the Vanderbilt Athletic Department, which was my alma mater, he was leaving to start his own business. So my college coach called me. My college strength and conditioning coach called me. I was auditing Vanderbilt for KPMG. Those people called me. So it was just sort of the perfect storm, mm. and I ended up landing at Vanderbilt. I was there for seven years in the athletic department. Um, I, I was a senior associate athletic director for internal affairs. And I also tell people I feel like I practice street law. Because people thought, hey, you know what? She's got some pretty decent business acumen. Maybe she can help me with this legal issue. And it really just resonated with me. And so at a very odd time in my career, when I was in my early 30s, I decided I was going to go to law school and formalize that that street law education that I felt like I'd gotten in, in the athletic department. So I did that. I went to law school at Vanderbilt, continued to do some consulting work for the CFO at Vanderbilt while I was in law school. And it was through her that she met um, Ed Lang, who used to be the president of business operations here, mm-hmm. and they were at a Girl Scout luncheon. And Ed, just in conversation, said, you know what, we're thinking about adding an in-house counsel for the first time. We've never had, uh, we've, al- we've always only used external lawyers, but with a new ownership group coming in, I think we're probably going to need an in-house presence. And she said to him, I know the perfect person. And so that was when I was in my second year of law school, I came down here and interned with them for a while while I was still doing the the consulting work at Vanderbilt and still going to law school. And then at the end of that, they hired me um, as their first in-house counsel 15 years ago. And then I was uh, I did that for a while. Then they figured out what I call my double professional disability. I'm both an accountant <laughs> and a lawyer. And uh, I was CFO and general counsel for a while. Um, then hired two people more capable than myself to do those jobs and uh, became COO. And then recently, um, back in the summer, 
added another title or two. Yeah, you did. Uh, maybe you could help out Arizona University and help them find two hundred fifty million dollars that they lost. Yeah, I know not that's good. not a good. That's not a good story. Not good at all. Uh, in to your credit, um, you know that that's interesting that story because obviously you you have to leave an impression for that person to say, "Hey, I've got the perfect person," and that's kind of been that's what I would say about you, Justin, when you meet Michelle, like you just knew you spend any time around her, like, okay, she's, she's going. So like you just, <clears throat> she gets it and she's got a way with people and you just knew that she was good. So I'm not surprised by any of this, but now you've got the cool factor. And I know you've been there again for a long time, but by the way, when you were listing all the things and you're right, the different things that go through the arena, how about our guy, Nate Bargatze, just crushing it. At Bridgestone Arena and setting the attendance record. And now you can't look or turn on anything without seeing Nate Bargatze, one of our own. It's amazing the blow up factor of Nate Bargatze. It's absolutely, it's awesome. And you're, you, you're way too kind about me. I, I was a, have been in the right place at the right time uh, a lot in my life and have run across a lot of people who have helped me a great deal. But Nate Bargatze on SNL, Nate Bargatze on the CMA Awards, and, and it, he is um, such a humble, fun guy. Actually, his promoter uh, outbashed in the building tonight with another comedian. So we're here, and certainly we love the hometown guy, Nate, who still holds the attendance record. I want to ask you about uh, something that a lot of people probably don't know, and that is the fact that the Nashville Arena, let me go very old school, Nashville Arena is one year or a year and a half older than than the Coliseum, than Nissan Stadium is right now. And we're talking about replacing, or we are replacing Nissan Stadium, but there's been zero talk at all about replacing Bridgestone Arena or anything of the sort. I know for a fact that you guys take the upkeep of the arena very, very seriously and have to, given the amount of things that come into the building you know, all the time. But talk to me about that part of this. How do you make sure that Bridgestone Arena remains um, a, a center of entertainment in this city uh, for for with seeing years to come. It doesn't even seem like there's anything on the horizon or any chatter about, well, you know, we may want to replace the arena. But since when? I mean, everything seems to be, uh, you know, fine, other than the occasional, you know, natural disaster that comes in and does some <laughs> things. But, you know, you guys can't do anything about that. You guys are cleaning that up. But, you know, talk to me about just the upkeep of Bridgestone and making sure it doesn't get to where Nissan Stadium is now. Yeah, so it starts for us with being in the absolute perfect place in the city. So if we could choose, we could start from scratch, and someone said, we're going to build a brand-new arena where you want to put it, it would be in exactly the same place that we are right now. So we are in the perfect location. Kudos to Phil Bredesen for the vision, and it's absolutely perfect. With that said, it has always been our philosophy that we want to be in a constant renovation. There is something going on in this building almost mm. every day, but there's also some sort of renovation or, or upgrade going on in this building every day. And we have become so adept at doing things in the building to improve it while we continue to have shows. Last year, you mentioned natural disasters. We have unfortunately had our fair share of, of floods in the last year, not only in Bridgestone, but in a, in a, in a couple of other venues that we are involved in. But, so we had to, we had to move a game. 
but within 48 hours of that flood having come through and the amount of water in this building was unbelievable we were we were we were doing things again we we had the building populated again we had a concert within days of that flood and it's because we've just it's become a proficiency that we have developed to be able to not shut down while we while we make it look better around us because if we did that we wouldn't be able to be the fourth busiest building in north america we wouldn't be able to do everything that we want to achieve day in and day out so we've had to learn how to improve around the activity that goes on in this building and and you know it's it's a source of number one pride number two it's a source of experience we were just in some business planning meetings earlier and um our data, our VP of strategy and data analytics was talking to us about what motivating factors exist for people to return to your building. And it is ingress and egress, it's concession experience, it's the appearance of the building. Those are the things, and including obviously the entertainment product, but those are the things that they identify as what is really important in driving them back and encouraging them to come back. And so those things are really, really important. And so this building, we, we see it as the highest of compliments when people walk in this building and say, no way, this building is 25 plus years old. It does not look like it. And so that's something that's been an absolute uh, stated objective of ours for a very long time. And I think it's really, really important. We think there are things that we can do to this building that I hope that we'll all begin to see. That is making sure that we're building something around the entertainment venue and that it's not detracting from it. We want at all times for hockey or music or whatever's going on in here to be the feature. We want we want it to look cool and awesome and and up and upgraded on the outside, but what's most important is that we're always that venue that that is providing the best customer experience um to everyone who walks through the door. I want to ask you about something that the sports authority has been batting around for a little bit. Uh, of course, you guys just hosted the Sports Authority earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I know for a fact, if nothing else is going to happen at Bridgestone Arena, National Predator Hockey is going to happen 41 nights a year. You guys are the permanent you know, home tenant of that building. However, there's been some chatter about the possibility of the WNBA or another type of women's basketball league coming in and making that Bridgestone Arena also their home um, and maybe room for another tenant there in the building. Is, is, that, is that a real possibility with all the concerts and everything else going on? Is there room for another tenant there uh, that's going to you know, bring people in on consistent nights? I mean, we, we always want to listen to business opportunities. We always want to to uh, be open minded about things. Um, but the 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 other venue that I'd like to put on the table for discussions like that is the one that we just built in Clarksville. We have F and M Bank Arena in Clarksville has a capacity of about five thousand people. It is it is new and shiny and wonderful, and that community is embracing it like nobody's business. And I think that it has the potential to be for Clarksville and that surrounding area, the same thing that this arena has been for Nashville. So certainly we, are, we would love to have those discussions. I will tell you that we would, we would immediately put Clarksville on the, on the table for those discussions um, because we feel like that would be a great fit for a WNBA team, a minor league hockey team. You know, a lot of different things could could work up there in a way that makes a whole lot of a whole lot more sense on a number of different fronts. So, if if those discussions come to us, 
we would make that pivot pretty quickly, I think, and begin to have discussions about that because we think that's the perfect market. All right. Last but not least, I've asked Sean Henry about the quiet rivalry between, you know, the Predators and and the Titans and now Nashville SC as the professional teams in town. Uh, And unfortunately, even though hard as you may try, uh, no one's been able to bring the big championship here to Nashville. Yes, we've done the Western Conference. Yes, the Titans have won the AFC. Uh, It was a wonderful experience. It was quite a ride. But, you know, Sean Henry, you know, says they're very conscious <laughs> that uh, no one's been able to win the championship and they're not rooting against the other team um, in town. But they obviously know uh, that Nashville is in the mood to have a really, really big party that only a championship can, can bring. How much of that is on the mind of the people who who work in and around that building every day as far as the Predators are concerned and the long-term fandom here in Nashville as, as far as being a championship city, not just a, a big party city, which we do very well, uh, but a championship city at that. It's top of mind every day. It is. We, we, we have in each of our offices a statement that we call One Goal, and it says the Bridgestone Arena the number one entertainment venue in the United States and its centerpiece is the Stanley Cup champion National Predators hockey team. So it is something that is top of mind every day, um, but we know that it's why we brought Barry Trotz back. It's why we, um, it's why we signed Roman Yossi to a long-term contract. It's why we signed Philip Forsberg to a long-term contract. It's why we acquired uh, Ryan O'Reilly and others at the trade deadline or the free, during free agency so that they can come create that environment. Ryan has won Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz has won a Stanley Cup. We want winners around. We want them to create here what uh, what we know can happen. And and just think about how cool that Stanley Cup parade is going to be oh. in Nashville, where oh. in a city that is absolutely lit every day and every night. And, um, you know, certainly we, we have great collegial relationships and friendships with Titans and and the soccer club and the sounds and uh, but do we want to be the first one to cross that finish line to a championship? Of course we do. But if they are, we're going to cheer for them as loud as anybody else in the city. Um, but it's something that we work toward every single day. And um, I am, as I told Darren, I'm, I've been around for a long time. I'm kind of old, but I absolutely believe that within the uh, within the span of my career, we will do that at least once, if not more. That's what I wanted to hear. I was mm. I was going to get to the please tell us in our lifetime we're going to get to experience that parade. Uh, yes, we are. I'm going to pull you guys up on the float with me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to it. Don't say things right. you don't mean, man. <laughs> uh, I love deal. I love hockey fights cancer. The first installment of that is tomorrow, as you mentioned earlier. We were talking to uh, a matinee against those Blackhawks. Boo, Chicago. But a one o'clock game tomorrow. Hockey fights cancer. Great cause. I I love the league doing it. I love when the Predators those games. It's for a great cause uh, because everybody's had that affect their life somehow, some way. So uh, keep up the good work, Michelle. Thank you so much for doing this, and we would love to talk to you again down the road. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime. Thank you guys very much. I hope to see you both tomorrow or very very soon. Thank you, Michelle. Bye, guys. Michelle Kennedy. She is the president of the Predators. She is the COO of the Predators. She is the alternate governor, and she was nice enough to tell us. And you and I didn't mean to insult you and lump you in the same boat what? as me. I didn't know what alternate governor was. 
You probably did. I did, but yeah. it's okay. I know. That's why I said <laughs> I probably shouldn't have lumped. You know, but we are the McFarland it's show. Fine. It's fine. I should have said, "Hey, I'm the one asking." It's fine. So I'm the one that really wants to know. But Michelle was uh, nice to answer it. So we appreciate her doing that. We're wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved. 615-844-5600 is the number. You are listening to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 Hey Nashville, join Joe Fisher and me, Jonathan Schaefer, for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. This Friday, we have a Class 3A state quarterfinal playoff matchup with Liberty Creek at East Nashville. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.45. Last Friday, our Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Player of the Week, presented by Jackson Boone Racing, was Liam Hackett, kicker at MBA High School. Liam kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime to defeat Ensworth. For NBA to advance, good snap, good hold, kick on the way, and the kick is good! NBA advances, the big red in overtime. NBA beat Ensworth 17-14 and will travel to Chattanooga to play McCauley in a Division II AAA state semifinal matchup. It's Liberty Creek at East Nashville for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week, powered by Jody Jones Dentistry, exclusively on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. 
The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. Good conversation with Michelle Kennedy of the Predators. Remember, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Preds host the Blackhawks. I'll just go on to let you know that'll be one of our games. We'll pick in the McFarland six-pack of picks coming up in about 10 minutes. It was interesting, the question you asked about the WNBA. Look, we've been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this city, everybody wants to come here. By the way, let's we haven't said this real quick. Okay. Also, there was finally closure on the athletics. A yes. story that has gone on forever. It's done deal. It is done. Oakland, yet again, is losing another professional franchise. Third move for the athletics in their careers and their uh, life as a as a franchise and they're going to vegas it's done it's already been approved by all the owners yep it's done yeah so the a's are going to vegas and i think is it vegas so that it leads it's a great segue aren't they also getting a WNBA team if they don't already have one yeah i think, I they think are. is it somebody moving there i, I think believe, i read that too believe so, so i believe the nba is the last thing yeah, the, think about it. The Vegas Aces, had, yeah. Right? Yes, the the Las Vegas Aces are their current WNBA team. They they've got they've got a team already. They they have a team already. Yeah. The Las Vegas, <clears throat> excuse me, the Las Vegas Aces. So right now the only thing they don't have is the NBA. Man, I'm having a rough day today. I'm not I have not been. Yeah, the Vegas Aces, they've been in Vegas since 2018. What? Okay, I don't know what I'm I don't know what's happening here. It's okay. I'm not I'm drinking water. I don't even get it. It's Friday. I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, I know why people are like, man, maybe he's sipping, you know, maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. They play in the Michelob Ultra Arena in the sure. Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. Less calories. Yes. Um. <laughs> so, they they don't have the NBA. Obviously, they have. No, they do not. They have NASCAR there. Yes. Uh, they've got every, you know, the UFC is homed in Vegas. I mean, they, they've got it all now. It's, it's been crazy. long rumored that LeBron wants the W, the, wants the NBA franchise in Vegas because they all believe one is going there. Well, he better, but, then he needs to retire because that's well, the only way that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so they've just, that's it. That's the, so congratulations to the A's. They have finally uh, closed the book on that very, 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 very long story of, Trying to get a new stadium in Oakland, and so that's not. By the way, I don't know what they're going to do with that area. There's a there's a concrete slab, man, football slash baseball stadium man. that no longer has tenants, and right next door is an arena. Used to be the home of the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, they've been playing in San Francisco as the Golden State Warriors. How many broadcasts so, have we watched from the Oakland Alameda Coliseum? Right, and you know to think that no more football. No more Dennis Eckersley, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, you know, all that gone, gone, just gone. It's really, really crazy. I've seen games there too. So, yeah, we won't see them there anymore. So, that is it. That again, those two stadiums are com- those vacant. Yeah. And Oakland has lost all their teams. So, good luck with that, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now you have no professional sports. But you asked about the WNBA. Question. I did. Or taking on a new tenant. And yes. you reference the WNBA because, again, there well, has been there's, chatter. There's been chatter there's from, been from chatter. legit people, not, yes. you know, random stuff. No, there's been serious people talking about this. Yeah. And I, again, this, 
doesn't surprise any of us that live here. Of course, why why wouldn't the WNBA want to come here? I believe it's real. It's absolutely real. So, what did you make of Michelle's answer? I made that at this point, from, from just from the surface level of her answer, that they they as in Bridgestone Arena right now is. Uh, is open to listen about a WNBA team, but they would really like to prop up Clarksville right now and the brand new FNM Bank Arena that's there in Clarksville. And it seems to be a priority and a focus to getting more dates filled up there in that building, which is, I guess, appropriate being that it's a brand new building and they don't have a permanent tenant outside of Austin P. Uh, Austin P. Sports, which of course needs a place to be, which is the whole point there. Um, and I think they would like to drive attention towards that end. Um, they didn't, she, they, she didn't sound like um, she was really enthused about bringing in the WNBA to Nashville, to Bridgestone Arena. It sounded like it was sort of a redirect out there to Clarksville, which I found a little interesting. I found, um, I found interesting because of the people who've been talking about it. The Sports Authority, everybody, is the is the group that oversees Bridgestone Arena and all the other public sports yeah, venues not the sports here in council. town. No, that's, that's they're the, they are very different. They very, do a great job, different. very important now, yep. but not the same thing. The Sports Authority acts on behalf of the city of Nashville as the ownership group, managing group over Bridgestone Arena. It is still a the Predators do not own it; they lease it, and um, you know, so there. They have been talking about, members of their council have been talking about, they've been having meetings and bringing in people talking about the WNBA. They're the ones who've been bringing this up, which is why I brought it up to her. Um, and obviously, you know, they're the ones who would need to approve such a thing. And, you know, there would need to be a lot of agreements happening here. So we're a long way down the road from this. Plus, it's just like baseball. The WNBA has not said, hey, we're expanding and taking bids. There are mm -hmm. currently no WNBA teams that I know of that are open for expansion right now or moving anywhere. So this is all still a little pie in the sky. But it doesn't sound like right now she's all that enthused about bringing professional women's basketball to Nashville. It sounds like she's open to perhaps drawing attention towards Clarksville. That's what I took from it. I would be surprised if that's how she felt, uh, honestly. Um, do I? Am I surprised that they want to push uh, tenants and more activity to their beautiful new arena in Clarksville? No, absolutely not. And she did say minor league hockey. Is that she a did. possibility? Yeah, I could see that. But I, I think the WNBA plays... 40 games in the regular season. They that do. would be 20 home dates. They do. For the regular season. Um, their, their, um, their season May through September. is pretty conducive to a hockey schedule because it's a lot of the downtime and off time mm -hmm. for hockey. And again, Bridgestone Arena is, is one of the busiest arenas in the country and in the world every year. Like when they come out with the, the Pole Star and all these... All these things that it's like it's like Madison Square Garden, right? It's like the same yeah. venues, and Bridgestone is right there. Uh, worldwide, the, by the, the one? way, O2 Arena and and, and and London, O2, yes, yeah. I said worldwide. Yeah. I said this country and in the world, no question. But Staples Center, Staples Center, but it's not anywhere else. I don't think it's, is it. Remember, then they changed their name. I don't think it's Staples. Yeah, Center I don't know anymore. what they're calling now. But anyway, out in L.A., so it's it's right there in the middle of the big, you know, the busiest ones that you could think of. Bridgestone Arena is in that group. Okay? They are. I I think they would be very. I think it would be very. 
they would be very interested in that. It's like I said, it's the summer months. It would be 20 dates. I think they are interested in putting things in Clarksville, but the WNBA, with all due respect, they're not going to Clarksville. They're coming. They want to be. Not, they, no. They're not. They, <laughs> they want to come to Nashville and they want to be. I mean, Michelle just said it and she's right. I mean, there is no better location of any arena anywhere than the location here. Yeah. Okay. The location they have is 100% the location to be in downtown Nashville, right? Yeah. For an yeah. arena. For an arena. Yeah. Just to spill out. And right into the party. I mean, restaurants, bars, the scene. It's unmatched. It, right. Just I've about been to anywhere a, I've I been can to think a of. A lot, a lot you don't of get arenas that, and you, markets. You don't get that at the United Center in Chicago. Nope. You don't get that even in Atlanta. You don't get that. No, I can go not, on and on. Nope. Don't get that in New Orleans. Nope. You don't. I mean, it's 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 pretty unique in its setting. So if that's what the criteria is, you've got to go to Clarksville or nothing, then they won't get one. I suspect if they really want the WNBA, well, obviously they'd have to agree to it here because it's going to be here. And I think they could do it. Well, I mean, I don't know why well, they, they could. Well, they could do it, but, you know, what are the other I, – I don't know. You know, we're early in the pro- – I don't know enough about the other considerations here. Let's slide in Kenny. Kenny the mailman. Kenny. What's up, Kenny? Good afternoon, good friends. How are y'all? Great. Good, How are you? Sir. Excellent. I wanted to reveal – a super secret I've kept for many, many, many years. But how do I do that without it sounding like I'm bragging? Well, just lay it on us and we'll we'll find out. Are you ready? Yep. I have a sports superpower and I've kept it secret for many, many years. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Let's rev- Should we yeah. have like some music behind this? I don't or know. If we, what do we do? I don't know. I sort of keep it low-key. I'm impervious to sports fans' pain. Ah, yeah, and you know, a lot of people, they get their power when they're young. I think in the 60s and 70s, following the Braves, the Falcons, and Vanderbilt football, mm. I saw so much losing. You know what? You built no up a tolerance. score, no yes. record, no game has ever bothered me since then. And I think Darren got a little bit of that from following Cleveland teams, didn't mm. you, Darren? Yeah, the word is numb. Kenny, you become that, numb. That's <laughs> what I'm leading to. You know what? A lot of people are going through it with the Titans now, and I get that look when I go into work uh, on Monday. Everybody's going, "Can you believe that?" And I go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen all yeah, this yeah, before. yeah." <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun, as a Bible verse says. So I mean, you know what? Uh, when you've been seared at a young age from all these scores and losses, it's like, eh. What's a few dozen more? <laughs> a few yeah, dozen. sounds like you're working with some people who just moved to town. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is, but Darren, once you tasted the L's, but I will say this: if you hang with your team, the wins are a whole lot sweeter. Oh, oh yeah, ever. no doubt. Yes, sir. No doubt. Listen, Amen to that. Y'all have a great weekend. Good you friend. too, Kenny. Thank, Thank you as you, always. Kenny. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back get you uh, McFarland's six pack. Of picks, we'll do the next. Jackson Boone Racing, the youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing, a local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing, come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service, along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. All right, it is time for the McFarland six-pack of picks. We do this every Friday on the program. Last week, not a stellar week for the McFarlands. It's been Mm. a stellar season, got to be honest. But uh, last week was not our shining star. No. I went a whopping two and four. Mm. My two victories came in the pros. I actually had the Browns and the six and a half points against the Ravens. You took the Ravens, and I had the 49ers getting uh, or giving up two and a half against the Jags. You also had uh, the 49ers. So yeah. that was my lone 
two wins. The other ones were L's. Titans, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Penn State. By the way, we said it, right? We said we were like, you know, Tennessee, we don't know. Titans, we don't know. This is like coin flip. We're like, okay. And, you know, and I took Penn State in the points. That was a mistake. I did not realize Penn State's offense was that inept. It is bad. The forward pass lacking uh, for yeah. Penn State. Yeah. Uh, you took Michigan. So you had Michigan and, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I messed up. You had Kentucky. Okay. We both took Kentucky. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you I did. Went, Ken- you went yeah, two I and four Kentucky. as well. I went to Kentucky. I goofed. Yeah, I did take Kentucky. I goofed. I did. So you are 31 and 20. Okay. Okay, so Justin is now 31 and 23, which is, again, outstanding. Eight 31 games. and 23. Mm. I am 29 and 25. Mm. So we both, right. we both went three and three last week. Or, yeah, or, I'm sorry, two, two and, four. and four. Both went two and four. Really? Yeah. And we have not had very many of those. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. This season. Okay, mm. here we go. Let's start with the big one. Uh, 2.30 tomorrow on CBS in Knoxville, Georgia at Tennessee. The Vols getting 10.5, Justin. (sighs) Give me Georgia. I mean, just just give me Georgia. Okay. We'll see. Um, Yeah, earmuffs, Damon. This is not going to be good. Oh, look, I, I want to be fine. I've got zero sympathy for the Tennessee Vol fans in this situation whatsoever. They'll be fine either way. I w- have tried to talk myself into this. I've tried. But I, I think I'm going to kind of give the same answer as Gentry when I asked him at the end. I, I really do. I, I think the atmosphere is going to be amazing. It will be. Uh, Tennessee has had great success at home. They have. But they've got injuries. They do. They're just not as talented as they've been. Depth isn't there as much. The depth is not there. No. It's not. And when some of these key guys have gone down, the the replacement, it's not good. Can I say I think Tennessee would win the first half? Okay. Thank you. They've been doing that. I'm going to change my bet. Thank you, David. Jeremy Pruitt did that. Remember how that worked out? No, your bet is locked in, sir. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Uh, I will take... Oh, boy. I'm going to take Tennessee. I haven't seen you struggle this much. I know. Kevin. This is because weird for you. I, I, I'm going to take Tennessee. You're going to take points. Tennessee. All right. In the points. I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee I'm in the points. I'm sticking with Georgia. Ten and a half. Okay, I'm going to take Tennessee in the points. All right. Washington at Oregon State. This game is surprisingly a pick okay. Really? Washington is number five in the country. Oregon State is, I think, 11. The game must 11. be in it is. Oregon it is. State. It okay, is. or yeah, at Oregon it's State. It's at Oregon State. Uh, pick them. Yeah, Washington. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to Washington, they, w- Listen, Washington, they better win this game. Washington, you know, needs to win this game. Uh, Justin? I know. D- don't. Do, I know. Don't do Damon last week. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Washington. I'm not saying there's no way. I'm not saying there's no way. I'm not saying there's no way. I'm just saying if you're them and you're supposed to be them, you need to win this game. The actual line is Oregon State by one. That's weird. Okay. So yeah, that, I'm just telling something, you. Something's, something's weird. Right? Then. Something's weird. And Washington the, needs to win that game. And if you go back and look this time of year with the rankings oh, yeah. and everything, by the way, this is when these upsets happen. Oh, yeah. This is when it happens. Especially the, to them. Because the pressure <laughs> 
and the other team's motivation. Yeah. Right? Those rankings. I'm just telling you, this type of this time every year, this is when these type of upsets happen. But with all that being said, I'll take Washington too. I need to see I mean, it to believe it. I need to see it to believe it. Okay, on to the pros. Titans at Jags. Jags by six and a half. <sighs> um. Oh, jeez. This is excruciating. Um, I don't want to pick the Titans. I don't. But I don't really trust Jacksonville like that either. And I don't know if they've really arrived after getting curb stomped last week. I don't know how they're going to respond. The Titans' backs are up against the wall. Their whole season's on the line. You want to think they're going to respond, but they haven't won any road games. All that's swirling around. Give me the Titans. Okay, I'm going to take the Jags. All right, then. So you'll take the Titans at six and a half. Steelers at the Browns, that game is a pick em. All Steelers. Okay, we'll both take the Steelers. Yeah, I'm not betting against the Steelers at all. I just... uh, Eagles at the Chiefs on Monday night Ooh. at Kansas City. Kansas City favored by two and a half. Kansas City. Okay, I too will take the Chiefs. Yeah. And finally, tomorrow, as we talked about it. Okay. Blackhawks at the Preds. Yeah. Preds need to win. Chicago could use a win. They both have about the same record. It'll right. um, be the first look of Connor Bedard. Yeah. Here in town, 1 o'clock tomorrow. What you got? Uh, give me the fang fingers. Preds win. We usually make a lot of different picks. I'm going to take the Preds. So they're going to win tomorrow. They will. They're going to yeah, be in Chicago. I, I think. So we don't have very many differences. So there you go. Justin takes Georgia, Washington, Titans, Steelers, Chiefs, Preds, I take Tennessee, Washington, Jags, Steelers, Chiefs, Preds. Okay, so we have two differences then. Uh, we differ yes. on the Tennessee Georgia game and, and on Jags, the Jags Titans game. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things. The Titans one is is to me that's the toughest game of of all of them, all for the line that is. Yep. Um. All right, we'll come back and tell you a little bit about. Oh yes. Right? Yes. Sports Authority? Sports Authority uh, made some announcements about the new stadium today, and it's not the name of the stadium. You already know that, but there's some other things you don't know about. We'll We'll get to that. We'll do that to close out the show. We'll do that next. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker, Outlet Mall, 4060, Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch? Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to princesshotchickenafh at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let 
us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800 704 1662 Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byer gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher. That No one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Titans have ruled out Traylon Burks for the contest down in Jacksonville. They've also ruled out Andre Dillard and Sean Murphy Bunting, who's dealing with a thumb injury. Mm. Burks and Dillard, concussion. So those three ruled out. For tomorrow's con or Sunday's contest down in Jacksonville. Okay, some things that happened with the sports uh, authority yeah. about the new Titan Stadium, and it's not be that Nissan's going to stay with the naming rights. Yeah, we already know that, and yeah. you already know that too. So here's a couple of other things you may not know: the current Nissan Stadium uh, will be demolished following the completion of the new stadium. Seventeen different companies applied to demolish Nissan Stadium, which will happen at some point in 2027. They've picked seven of those 17 to move on to the next round, so they're going to select a demolition team at some point here. Uh, They think before Christmas they're going to select a team that's going to demolish Nissan Stadium before it's all said and done here in 2027. Uh, The other thing uh, that we know is the Titans have, the Titans are in the middle of constructing something called 
a Titan's house. Now, what is that? The Titan's house is going to be a place you can go and get a feeling and flavor of the new stadium without the new stadium being built. As a matter of fact, here is Adolfo Birch, their general counsel, explaining exactly what the Titan's house will be. It will essentially work. Think of it like a model home. Right. That's, you know, it's, a, it's like a model home for the stadium so that you can see what the kitchen looks like. You can see what the bedrooms look like. You can see what the finishes look like and, and help you to make an informed decision about what type of seating, uh, you know, option you might want. Or if there, you know, there'll be different suite options. So if you can see the different types and say, no, this one best fits what my company or my, you know, what I want to do. So all of that stuff will be there together with obviously a team of folks who can help walk through, you know, the financials and other aspects of it to, to try to give you information. Very good. So there's Adolfo Birch with the Tennessee Titans talking about the Titans house that they are constructing right now. It's going to be located in Germantown and it's going to be a place where people can go and kind of get a firsthand feeling of what the stadium will look like. It'll be done in the spring. So there's that. They're still uh, getting squared away on an exact date, but they believe they will officially break ground on the brand new stadium coming up here in the month of March. They believe March is when they are planning to break ground, but no exact date has been set yet. So there you are. I uh, When I visited the last season of Shea, and I went to a game there okay, yeah. in New York, they had one of those. Uh, it was going to be City Field, right? So yes. they had kind yeah. of the same concept there at Shea Stadium, okay. where you could go in there and see what you know, yeah, what the seats are going to be like, what the views are going to be like, yeah, similar thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've actually seen that before. Interesting. All right, good stuff. Appreciate it as always. Great show, great participation all week. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you Monday at two o'clock. We shall see. You then.